Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. Bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bada bing. Bow. Bow. This is a topic that I feel like we have discussed before, kind of touched on. And I feel like it's a mindset slash, I would almost argue, lifestyle kind of switch that I have personally adopted recently. And it's a very important one in terms of productivity and success for you in your 20s, 30s, etc. for the rest of your life going forward. The topic for this week is titled Do It Now. And I just kind of want to open a floor for for GT with the first opening question. And I think this this topic specifically is going to open up a lot of doors for us to discuss our personal methods and ways of going about how to handle things in a moment versus kind of putting it off. So GT, go ahead. Yeah, guys, I know this is very general, but I think this is a good way to start just to start to break it down with this phrase that it can mean different things, but general consensus is around do it now. I would say there's a general consensus, but you know, where does this phrase come from in your daily life? Has this been a helpful phrase or does it create stress and, you know, nervousness in your life? I mean, I'll go on and start off by saying this phrase for me has evolved in a lot of ways. When I was younger, I I was very impulsive and I, I have something I want to talk about with impulsivity later that I'll get into, but that's kind of what I used to attribute this phrase to. So I started being more careful and what I thought was more thoughtful and like, analytical. But then I, you know, as I've gotten older, not recently, but leading up until my big like breakdown up in DC, I was overthinking everything too much and I wasn't taking enough action. So this phrase now in my daily life, it actually a lot of the times comes from challenging myself and comes from challenging my anxiety in a lot of ways. I think I conditioned myself to like try to think about every single thing that I was doing and not, and and like paying like very close attention. But sometimes I would, I would psych myself out or I would talk myself out of certain things. And then I would realize that I would regret it later. I've noticed sometimes when I'm anxious about something, for example, and I'm like, okay, you know, why are you anxious about it? Cause I'm afraid, all right, we're going to do it and just see what happens. You know, not even going to think about it. Let's just do it. And I can handle it. I can handle what it's going to feel like in the moment. And honestly, it's been very helpful in challenging my perspective. It's been very helpful in developing goals. It's it's led to more successes and goals in my life. I've made maybe a few more mistakes too, because I'll just go do something and it doesn't always work out, of course. But for me, it's been more helpful for sure. Just do it. <laughs> just do it, baby. I, I completely agree, Connor, because the more time I gave myself to like convince myself that I can push it off or do something later, that's when the anxiety and stress and everything would loom over because then I pushed it off. I'm like, okay, so I had all this stuff originally planned for tomorrow and this next week, but now I just added this and pushed this off for next, you know, for then as well. So another thing added for my future list, whereas if I just do it, then it definitely helps me get it off my chest and relieves that stress and nervousness. Cause regardless, I'm going to have that anxiety of having to do something it's not really anxiety now for me. It used to be, but now it's more so just like nervous energy in a way. Like I just get a little frantic. Whereas if I just do it, bam, done, then it's off my mind. But even if I push it off, I'm still going to have that nervousness. So it's like you said, just don't even think about it. Just do it, get it done. Because regardless, you're going to probably have that feeling 
in one shape or form, whether you do it now or do it later. So just get it done now. So that way it's not going to eat at you. I totally agree. I, when I was a kid, I was so bad at just doing things. Now I always put things off and I always procrastinate and I freely admit it and I'm not going to hide it. And as I grew older, I started to figure out and finally, not even figure out, but finally realized when I got it done, I didn't have to do it later. Where if I did like a little bit of it, but then I still had to do it later, I was spending so much time on it to where it then ate away time for other things that I thought would just keep on adding up. If I kept doing things I didn't want to do, I would get more people to put more on it. So it was very productive and helpful. And I'm very happy that I've learned that over time. And it's significantly helped me out to be more productive and be able to do more with my life instead of doing just these little things. So that's really what I want to say. I got you, man. It makes sense. Well, to kind of switch gears briefly, because I want the audience to, you know, through these episodes, get to know us on a personal level as well. When was a time that you decided to do it now? And we're really happy that you actually did that. I would say for me, it was definitely that we've talked about when I was in depression and I put off just taking care of my body and taking care of my mental health and actually starting to do things to help myself out in a positive manner instead of what I thought was a positive manner and drinking and partying and doing this and that and not talking to anybody and doing my own thing and thinking that I was going to solve everything on my own and not doing anything about my physical and mental health. So I really started to just do it where I would take time for myself and really evaluate what I had going on and make sure that what I was doing was for the better and not for what I thought was the better, but really think things through and not just kind of take a shot in the dark at Mm. what I thought it was, but to really know what my target is and to be shooting in the daylight at a nice target that I can see in my crosshairs and aim and hit a bullseye instead of shooting in the dark, hoping to God I hit this target that I don't even know where it's at. I just have a guess. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I, we've definitely heard about you doing that GT in your life and it's very admirable where you've come from, as we've talked about, I've talked about a do it now mentality when I, you know, moved to Washington DC with you guys and the audience numerous times and moving back, making a huge decision, just doing it. But I'm going to go back to when I first learned doing this, there were, there's two decisions I'm thinking of, but I'll go with a bigger one. I remember when I was in high school, so it wasn't in my 20s, but it's a mentality I still try to adopt to my 20s. I was a marching band tanner, you know, of course. And I remember always kind of being in the background, having a good time, you know, being happy to be in band. But I always wanted to do something more. I always viewed myself as something more that I could offer more in whatever I was doing. And um, 
there was going to be a, a big leadership position that opened up. Tanner knows, you know, I was the drum major of the marching band. And I, I can safely tell you guys that there was not one person except maybe my mom that told me that I should go for it. Not one. And I, I don't hold that against anybody. It's just, I was very, I was very quiet. I was very in the background, you know, because I, I like to support other people and I liked other people to just do their own thing, but I wanted to do it. And I was like, I might as well just go for it. So I started practicing by myself just every day. It's just in the mirror. I'd look at myself and go just with what I thought was best. I'd be watching videos and stuff like that. And when I went into that, although I didn't have a ton of competition in certain ways, I had a competition with a close friend of high school, Liz Peters. She was very good. I thought she could have gotten it for sure. But otherwise, maybe there were more people, but I don't remember hearing about much. But I just I just know that I, I had that audition, it sounded like. And it's because I worked for it. And I just did it without I didn't even I don't remember thinking about it. I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. And it was it wasn't because anybody told me to It was because what we've talked about before, I wanted to do it. So I just went with it. And I was very happy that I did not. It's one of the I've never regretted that decision. That's awesome. Thanks. Man. It was really cool. He he did a great job too, man. He was he was very well respected by everyone. I think he was pro. And the four years I was in band for sure, Connor, you're definitely the most respected person, including, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess three years because you're older. I I should take that back. My so, my senior year. So, friends that are going to be thank you, man. To watch him. And that's fine. Yeah. They and I, I think yeah, they yeah. would all agree as well. Yeah. For real. Well, thank you. And shout out to all those awesome people in band that might be listening to this. You guys made it a lot of fun to be your leader back then. And you guys are all great people. And I'm sure all of y'all have are hopefully living really awesome lives now. In fact, Connor inspired me so much that I tried out the following year and I fucking sucked. <laughs> and it was not, it was not for me, bro. So I, I had a different, position, I could have seen you doing it though. I guess I, and you were band I captain thought so. though. I, uh, yeah, I was, I, I feel like I could have done it, but I don't know. It, I just, it wasn't for me. And you know what? That's completely fine. The thing that I decided to do that I didn't regret and was actually really happy about is my senior year with all the crap that I was going through and kind of in a weird head funk. I was previously a swim coach for a neighborhood, a summer swim team with two great friends of mine. And I freaking I loved that. it. I, I love sports. I was a decent swimmer myself and I love seeing the kids progress and another sport I grew up playing was soccer and so my senior year I decided to be the head coach for a U13 boys soccer team youth soccer team and it was about like a team of 13 14 boys and definitely lower income family within Auburn but it was really cool to make that connection with the boys it was my first time really like coaching soccer and they respected me a lot and we ended up getting I think second or th no third place because we lost the semifinal but we got third place Aww. third place in the league for my first time coaching and for oh, four gosh. of the 13 kids on the team it was the first time ever like playing or touching a soccer ball wow which i think was really really cool to see them literally going from the first time them ever playing soccer to being on a team that almost made it to a championship but that was a really cool experience man a very heartwarming and I wasn't paid. It was a volunteer position. So I just did out of the kindness of my heart. And it was definitely, definitely worth it. It was an awesome experience. Wow. Um, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. Coaching, coaching I, is very rewarding. It's a it lot, is. but. It is. But it's more so, it's not even being a coach, man. In some kids' eyes, you know, that's the only thing they do outside of being in their home and going to school. So if you're a set of good example for those kids, 
that changes them. You know, they'll remember you and you're not even just a coach, you know, you're a role model or someone they can look up to or aspire to be. So if you have that in mind and you're not just being a coach, but a good role model for them, it, it goes way more than just on the field. And that's what I like about being a coach. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause I remember, I remember some of my coaches, you know, I know what they did for yep. me and all that. So I know it's the same with them. And it's the same thing with teaching too. Like mm-hmm. any kind of leadership position, just trying to be a good role model as best as you can and sticking to good morals and just being a good person. You know, I mean that you can lead by example in so many different ways. You talked about it a lot. I remember Tanner and you were always so happy doing it. So I'm glad to see it's still positively affecting you so much. I was more curious too, GTI or Tanner, I had asked this question too, but I was also curious, you know, if we can live more in the moment and we take time to, um, we can find the time, excuse me, to take action to do things now in the moment. So we're going to be able to just do it now. We've talked about the positive, but what about any negative things recently where you've done something, you haven't thought about it. And then you're like, oh, shucks, I don't know if I should have done it. Well, we talked about the positive, but maybe we could talk about a negative time and then maybe something positive we learned from doing something now. And then what we learned from it. Oh man, a negative. And I can go first. Cause I, I got one off the top of my head. If y'all go, ahead, go ahead, go right on ahead. Uh, I remember when we've, we've talked about this before. I, I think I brought this up. I told, I think I told you guys I wanted to be an actor at one point, right, man, that I, I certainly don't regret necessarily going for the decision, but I definitely, regret how I went about it and how I tried to be somebody else rather than what I wanted to be. I I took acting classes. I went to a acting studio where I took acting lessons. I got headshots. I did monologues. I would do creative like play with some people. And I was just so uncomfortable the whole time. It just wasn't my thing. And it was more TV movie acting. And I kind of wanted to do stage acting because I I, I like to just be extravagant and, ex- and sing sometimes, especially with my friends and stuff. And so I, I let other people tell me that I could be good at that. And because I went for that and didn't really think about it, I lost a lot of money and I lost a lot. I thought I made some really good friends and then it turns out like they kind of just screwed me over with $300 and none of them talked to me after they screwed me over afterwards. And it was just really shady because I thought that because I was nice and that I put in effort and stuff that they would they would like me, but they really only wanted somebody like them at the end of the day. So I learned a lot about what I actually wanted from people with friends. I learned a lot about, okay, this didn't make me happy from the get-go and I should have analyzed that more and I should have been more reflective when I was in the moment about what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. And the only enjoyment I got out of it was when somebody positively praised me, which that's not enough. I can't, I can't operate off of success and doing things now in the moment just by that. So that would be my one. Wow. Finances. Just being dumb and just not putting more money aside for rent, bills, utilities, taxes, normal life shit. <laughs> just yeah. not putting more money to that. Just like why? Just, I would say because of what the stuff that was more right then and there, it was, it was it's been frustrating to not be as like smart with that. And that was, and to say recent, that was more like months and months ago, but just 
to be smarter with with money and know that like this money can go quick but to like, keep it you have to be smart with it and know what you're doing with it instead of just trying to live the life you want in the present when you don't have the stuff for it and how to properly stay there so yeah. well, that's definitely one to follow it up you know you kind of said why that was a question you asked yourself when you're talking about finances but what do you think holds people back and convinces them to do it later rather than doing it now? Is it finances? Is it fear? Both of those, a combination of other factors, like what, what factors for people in their 20s and for you personally has held or holds people back and convinces them to do it later rather than now? Money. That's it? Or that's Money's, the biggest one? I would say money's a big one. I would yeah. say fear, fear of loss. Fear of change, fear of unknown, fear of the unknown, which is the episode we did. So oh, you can then go back and forth with this. <clears throat> it's just fear of not knowing the exact thing. So I would say a lot of being, a lot of stuff for being held back is just fear. Fear will hold put everything on hold and will hold you. That's exactly what I was going to say, because fear can translate to so many different levels of why people don't do stuff, whether it's like fear of not fulfilling an obligation in terms of a time commitment, fear of not having enough money, fear that you're not going to be good enough to do it, to do something. So you just don't do it. Fear and anxiety plays such a big role into why people make the decisions that they do or don't make. There's, if, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Dune, but you know, it's a sci-fi movie and one of the coolest, usually really good, like sci-fi movies and stuff. They have some cool quotes and it's a pretty simple quote, but it makes sense. But they always talk in the movie. They say fear is the mind killer. And I always thought that was so cool. And I would love to get that like tattooed on me one day because it's true. You can't think properly when you're afraid of something and anxious of something because you're go only going to be looking out for the things that are going to go wrong rather than what you can do to make them right. And which is going to prevent you from being in the moment and just doing things now and the moment. So what GT said was very well applicable to every single aspect of why people don't do things. Yeah, I would say the opposite of fear, which is comfort, the lack of experience, people being comfortable and wanting it to be the known, people wanting it to be the safe environment and what their current life is that I feel like for me personally, if I, let's say finances aside and everything like that, that's what it would be for me is knowing that I'm inexperienced. And the only way you will learn is by doing it. But in terms of doing stuff later, it's my inexperience or lack of comfort in that certain situation that, that drives me against something and says, I'll do it later as if I'm going to experience it later, which most of the time I end up not. And then it's just pushed to the side eternally, but a hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, th I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I kind of touched on this to change gears a little bit earlier, and I just mentioned it in my answer. You know, we talk a lot about in order to be able to do it now, you've got to be very present in the moment so that you're able to make decisions, just do it, right? But there is a fine line and a distinction between impulsivity and being present in the moment. Like I talked about earlier, I think for me, sometimes when I feel like I need to do it now, when I was younger, I felt like I was really impulsive. 
And so now as I've gotten older, I have to be thoughtful, but not be impulsive. You know, how, how do we balance the two? Well, like, what's the difference between being present and just doing things in the now so that you're not overthinking it, but also like being impulsive? And maybe how does the concept of time management maybe play into that as well? I'm curious how all these concepts might relate together in y'all's opinion. It comes down to just mental awareness and ignorance and not letting ignorance play a part in it, but truly breaking it down and understanding and knowledge and not just knowledge as a, oh, I have, I know this, or I've learned this. It's have something behind it. Don't just automatically react. That phrase where people say, think before you speak instead of speak before you think. I would say just showing simple mental awareness and not letting ignorance be a part in it for something like that. And with time management, I would say give yourself some time to have that mental awareness, not because everybody wants to get it, get it done get it done. But how are you, maybe you are impulsive and you start on it but then you get stuck and you don't know where to go and what to do from there because you don't know anything. You don't have time management awareness. So it's all starts up top in the brain. And that's my answer. I think it's a balance of being selective and knowing what you actually, what's the right word. If it's something for pleasure or leisure, then I'd say, yeah, do it unless it's going to affect prior plans or have some kind of conflict. But if it's something that isn't for necessary pleasure and is more so of like productivity wise, you need to, like GT said, be mindful, but also just kind of realize what your capability is. Because I feel like for me personally, if it's something about me being impulsive in terms of productivity, something I thought of like, oh shit, I should, I, I should do this today. I get sidetracked. Like for example, briefly is when I'm cleaning or deep cleaning, I'll have, I want to clean my room. In the bathroom. Okay, so I start cleaning the bathroom and I realized that, oh man, like I don't know, that mirror that mirror has some stuff on I should clean that mirror off. And then it's like I get sidetracked and I get impulsive because it's one thing that then I think of another thing. So in terms of being impulsive, mm -hmm. it's and time management, it's just knowing what you're capable of and kind of just I don't know. I think it also ties into the capability of multitasking. And we talked about that in previous episode. Is that a possible thing? Or is that something that people just say and it's not necessarily something that people can do? I think it just boils down to what you're actually capable of and structuring it out so that way you're not stressing yourself out. Because if you do too much, then you're not having enough time management. And if you're too strict in your time management, then you're not enjoying life at all. You know, you need to have a, a balance of being impulsive and doing fun shit or impulsive and getting productive stuff done. But you can't have your life and day structured out and blocked out every single day. That's not a good way yeah. to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you guys summarized what I said. <laughs> I think that the mindfulness aspect is probably the most important part because I was going to bring up that I actually think in order to live in the moment, you do need a little bit of impulsivity, but there's a difference between being truly impulsive and then living in the moment and having reflection on what you do. You can make decisions that are now in the moment and still reflect on 
what it was like in the moment afterwards or what it does feel like in the moment. But if you're impulsive and you're not thinking and you're just going and not even really questioning and then you start to be unhappy, but you still make impulsive decisions, that's when you kind of like lose that maybe peace of mind that we've talked about in this episode and previous episodes, you know, you kind of lose that. And then it's like, okay, well now I'm just doing shit not even really knowing like what it actually means for me at the end of the day. There's a level of, of mindfulness that GT talked about and Taylor, you touched on it as well that you have to have. And I think time management plays into it in, in the sense of if you don't allot enough time for reflection and you don't allot enough time for you to accurately measure how these decisions are affecting yourself, then you're going to make more impulsive decisions, in my opinion. At least that's how it is for me. I, I can overthink, so I try to not be an overthinker and, and just do stuff, but I also can be impulsive and have been impulsive in the past. So it's just the line of being honest with myself and, and as present as I can in the moment and as mindful as I need to be with how these kind of things make me feel, if that makes sense. And yeah, that's that's... All I have to really say about it, I mean, I, I just can't procrastinate how I feel about this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, and going off of that, you know, people talk about procrastination and the negative, and when it comes down to it, procrastination is a killer when it comes to finishing or, like, accomplishing tasks, goals, etc. And... With with procrastination itself, what are some ideas or tips that can help with eliminating that procrastination or better help with time management? So here is my issue going into college and everything is that the only thing at that point in my life when I was a freshman in college that I truly gave myself deadlines for and actually accomplished on time were my school assignments because it set it on a you know, on Canvas or whatever thing that you use that your school had of, hey, this assignment is due on Thursday at 11.59 p.m. It has to be done or guess what? You're getting zero on that assignment. And now this is a little weird of a mindset for a lot of people. But when I was in college and I had more responsibility and things to get done post-graduation, I almost take that kind of mentality with things that are not obviously academically related. So in terms of procrastination, if it's something that has to do with work, or even let's say something with this podcast, I want to upload this podcast by this time. So I'm going to say that this is a deadline. I need to get it done by then. No, you know, no later than that. And that kind of mental thing, because I'm so wired about school and deadlines and this and that, that's personally helped me. So like literally writing your journal that needs to be done by this date. That's what I used to do and still do is whenever I initially want it to be done. And then I write it every single day until that due date. Then we're requiring myself. So that way I don't see it once and, oh, fuck it. I won't do it today. Well, if I didn't write a second, third, fourth time and then I had that due date, then I'll probably honestly forget about it. If that makes sense with you guys. I don't know if that if that, you're the same way or something, but. No, I, I um, totally can agree with that. I, I relate to that. I mean, you're utilizing. We've talked about being in that mindset with school. Like yeah. after we're done with school so much that it's hard because you're so used to everything being regimented. And so when you have all this free space to think about what you want to do, you can lose yourself. But you actually did the opposite and you took that regimented thinking and turned it into an advantage on how you can apply it to yourself, 
which I think is really right. cool. And I definitely think I sure as hell did. Yeah, I didn't. And I started to do it more recently. I, I've definitely given myself deadlines to meet things like with my calendar and with my, my journal that everybody, you know, we talked about the to-do list and stuff. I also, this is going to sound cruel. I, I kind of punished myself in a way <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Talking like, about. Not like, Bad not Connor. like. You know, but like if oh. I want to play games with my friends, for example, and I have something that needs to get done, I have to get those things done before I can play with them. And if I don't get it done, then I can't play with my friends on games, for example. And then I just had to tell them I didn't get everything done tonight, so I'm not going to be able to hang out with them. I've had to do that several times, and I always feel awful. And I'll admit I'm not the best about it, and sometimes I break, and I just get on anyways and then lose track of time. So then it's like, okay, well, shit, I'm not getting on tomorrow because you didn't get everything done. So now you got to make up the difference, you know? So it's yeah. just punish myself a little bit in a way where I hold myself to the standard that I have to hold and I'm still working on it. I'm not great about it, but yeah. GT, what about you? I would say for me going off to college, I kind of let that regimen go and that was bad. Barely was passing by like a normal high school grade wise, but for the college business sure wasn't. Yeah. But I think it's definitely in a calendar, have it on a day. Calendars. And yeah. Calendars will save your life. Mm -hmm. So just having something like that and putting it in reminders and setting alarms like, Oh, surprise. Oh, you thought you were going to bed. Oh, nope. Sorry. I definitely think when you start to write it down, your brain is really focused on what you're writing. Because if you start just not thinking about it and you start just writing stuff on what your mind, have you noticed you start to write that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some crazy stuff. Consistency is key. You know what it is to me? If I see it in front of me, it's one thing to think of it. I'm like, okay, I have to do this or that. But and to me, it's gone. almost less of a priority. Whereas if I have a piece of paper or something in front of me or look at my phone and it's there in in words and a lettering for whatever reason that like it's like fuck okay fine i'll do it like i don't yeah, know there's yeah. something about it being in front of me physically written down that actually yeah visual that that really makes me want to get it done those are great answers gentlemen i love that and i know we always like to end our great episodes with tips and advice for people so that they can take something tangible from this conversation in terms of doing it now what are some tips or tricks or advice for people when it comes to doing it now that they can apply to their daily lives and like what are the benefits that you have seen in doing it in your own life like i just said set yourself a timer let that just be all thinking yep and think about it so that way you have a foundation and then after that time is done, when it goes off, you give that time for all your focus on that task at hand, that objective, you can go straight on to that and just get your mind focused, yeah. locked in. Because if you're not locked in, you're not going to give it 100% and you're not going to get everything out of it that you want. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way, GT. Like we just said, if it's physically in front of me, I'm more likely to do it rather than just thinking of it and doing like a mental checklist because that's what I used to do. And then I would unintentionally forget to get certain stuff done. Yeah. Let's see. The other thing I just want to add briefly is that in terms of doing it now or 
tips and advice, I should say, is that it boils down to how productive do you actually want to be? And I think it's better if you're consistent and get better, you know, like I just said in a previous episode, 1% each day rather than being inconsistent and not getting any better productive on one day and then try to cram it in the next day, you know, space it out. Don't stress yourself out because the more you push stuff off, the more you have on that to-do list, you just overwhelm yourself in a wrong one. And you're not giving as much detailed attention to that task one, task two, task three. And that one day when you're trying to cram all of them, rather than spacing it out, doing task one on day one, task two on day two. So my advice is try not to be overwhelmed. If you have a lot going on, you know, a lot of people do. We all do at some point or another. Just try to space it out and don't be so overwhelmed. Do it now. Do what you can now. And it's okay to do it later, but make sure you're actually prioritizing that and make yourself accountable for doing it later as well. So that's what I would say. Just just do it now. Try not to be stressed out. If you are stressed out, you know, how are you, how are you going to get it done as quickly as possible, efficiently as possible? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. We're going to end the episode here for the title of Do It Now. I hope you guys took some advice from Connor GT and myself, and we greatly appreciate you guys listening to yet another episode. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Talk soon. Peace.